Hello and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I am Brian. And if you've been listening to our last few episodes, you are probably expecting (laughs) us to talk about the lost missions of the Clone Wars today, as we told you we would. But, you know, we like to shake things up a bit. Um, So we're not going to be talking about Clone Wars today. (laughs) Nope. As far as I'm concerned, that never happened. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't I don't even remember you saying that. So, <laughs> guilt absolved. We are going to have some fan art of you just like with a question mark over your head being clueless all the time. That is how it goes in real life. <laughs> this is the reality of things, guys. Oh my goodness. So, a lot of exciting things have happened this week. A lot of things that I really wanted to talk about as soon as possible. So, that's why we're delaying our season six episode a little bit. Um, We'll be talking about that in two weeks. But today, we are going to be talking about two of my favorite things, probably. Star Wars. Yeah, my favorite two things ever. (laughs) Star Wars (laughs) and food. Well, one of the things combines those two things. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So we're going to be talking about Star Wars Celebration. Oh, sweet. Yep. Very excited about that. (laughs) And Uh we're going to be talking about Galaxy's Edge. I like my odds so far. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're doing good. Yeah. So we are recording this on February 28th. And as of technically this morning at midnight, um, they... They as in StarWars.com and like all these amazing press (laughs) outlets. They as in me. (laughs) (laughs) They as in everyone who's amazing. That's Um, true. Not us. Uh, Uh, (laughs) They released a ton of new information about Galaxy's Edge and a lot of like big name reporters and really cool people like our friend Amy Ratcliffe from The Nerdist. Um, They actually got to go to Galaxy's Edge to the construction site and like see what they were doing and get an up close look at everything that's going to be happening there when the park opens. Um, So so StarWars.com has a ton of information about this. And like I said, Amy from the Nerdist put up a ton of articles on that website as well. So we're not going to be regurgitating all this information. You can go look at it if you want. But I just wanted to highlight some of the things that we are most excited for. Um, And like I said, this was announced at midnight. I stayed up late to see the announcement, but Brian was working, probably working, and, and then, then you went to sleep. <laughs> so Brian just woke up, and he really hasn't seen a lot of this information, but I'm excited because we can just like talk about it and it'll be <laughs> we can fresh do this to him together yes it'll be new to him i'm excited to, to hear like what you think about this um so we're just gonna quickly talk about this and then we'll get into celebration but um i wanted i was thinking about this earlier and i wanted to like preface this by saying um i am a huge disney parks fan like my you mom are. has been a disney cast member for probably 15 years now i um she actually sent me a picture the other day she found my baby book from like when I was born and she had a page in there about my early travels as an infant and (laughs) all of my early travels travels. (laughs) my early travels were all to Disney World like every other day we were at Disney World and uh, I think my first visit to Disney World was when I was exactly like a month and a week old Um, So anyways, I've been going to Disney since I was a baby, literally. Um, And like the Disney parks mean a lot to me. I really appreciate them. Therefore, I am a little more critical of them than most people, but I don't want it to sound like I'm being negative. I'm just 
naturally going to be more critical of it because I've been around the parks for so long that I've seen so many things that they've done um, over time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I mean, I've been to Disneyland a lot because I lived right next to it a year ago. Um, so anyways, just wanted to say that because some of these just things... Just preface it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if people will think I'm being negative, but... Um, That's anyway. not negative, guys. It's just Savannah. It's just... <laughs> it's just Savannah. <laughs> yeah, just how she gets around the parks, as I'm sure you understand. She's been oh. there since birth. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> so they showed off, like, pictures of, like, actual photographs of some of the merchandise that's going to be there, some of the food that's going to be there. And then they showed concept art, like new concept art, of um, some of the things that aren't finished yet in the park. So um, a few days ago, they debuted the outfits that the cast members will wear throughout the Galaxy's Edge area. Um, And usually in Disney parks, the cast member outfits directly correlate with what part of the park they're in like not every cast member wears the same outfit so if you work at um like at the magic kingdom and fantasy land your outfit is going to be very um whimsical and kind of princessy and if you work in tomorrowland it's going to be a little more futuristic and you get the point so obviously the outfits that they're going to wear in galaxy's edge are going to look very star warsy and holy cow they do and i kind of want some of these outfits um (laughs) But I feel bad. Some of the some of the outfits are like giant puffy coats and like full length long sleeve shirts with two other shirts layered on top of it. And I'm just like, oh, my God, the people in Florida or even California are going to die if they have to wear that. Yep. When it's hot. So I'm hoping maybe those are like their winter outfits. Um, but it's, <laughs> I thought it was funny. They actually have a really cool poncho for one of the outfits. And I was like, oh, that's great because it rains literally every day in Florida in the summer. That's um, true. So anyway, outfits are really cool. They have pictures of them on StarWars.com. Um, and you know, it's pretty neat, but they showed some of the food items that they're going to have and they're actually going to have blue milk, which we sweet assumed, but it's not actually milk. It's not real milk. So it's made from plant-based dairy, which means it's vegan. I'm just wondering how that's going to taste. I've like grass. Well, but what if it's like, um, (laughs) it's probably going to be really good. I'm wondering if it's going to be something like, not directly coconut milk, but something like that. Like almond milk and coconut milk are good, um, but at least people who can't have dairy, at least they can still have it. Um, They're going to have green milk too. Which is great. Which is hilarious. I'm so going for the green milk for just in honor (laughs) of Tom and Derek. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's, it, uh, it looks yummy. They look like smoothies almost. Um, and they, they show pictures of these like really yummy looking tacos and jerky and anyways their food looks really exotic but it also looks really delicious and it That's looks true. like it belongs in Star Wars. Um Also true. I like that they're actually giving real variety to this food as well because in the um Hollywood Studios Park in Florida all of the food in that park is literally chicken nuggets and hamburgers. Like I remember going to Star Wars weekends every year and being mm-hmm. so sick of the food because it was just the same crap everywhere. But this time they have like um, they have like shrimp and noodles. They have like chicken salads. They have like all this really cool food that is 
super different. So I'm excited for that because at least you won't be eating the same crap every day if you go there often. So, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to live there, so. Yeah, for I'm real. I'm just glad they're going to make different food for us. Um, I agree. They also showed pictures of the merchandise that they're going to have for sale in the park. And this has already been announced before, um, but if you missed the memo, the merchandise shops in Galaxy's Edge are not going to have, like, Galaxy's Edge branded merchandise. Um, It's not like you're going to walk into a shop there and buy a shirt that says Star Wars on it. Like, that's not going to happen. The shops are really supposed to feel like you are in like this universe and you are walking into a random shop in the star wars universe what would you find there um which i think is really cool but yeah what what i mean they say that but then we've got like ray kylo ren and yoda plushies yeah but they're like you wouldn't you wouldn't find a ray plushie in star wars (laughs) you wouldn't find a ray plushie but i feel like some of those things you would find you definitely would. Like, you'd have some of, like, like the one picture that I'm looking at that has all the plushies. You have the two, like, uh, instruments, yeah. you know, from the Cantina Band. I think that's amazing. And, like, the little uh, drum set, and they have, like, yeah. a carved Like, stuff Convor like that. Owl. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm like, all right, cool, 100%. You know, the, the artifacts and things like that. And the different, like, plushies of animals. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I could see, like, a puffer pig or... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like top of the list for me right now. Oh, I uh, have to have a puffer pig. And Amy <laughs> said that when you squeeze it, it makes noise. <gasps> yeah, need the puffer pig, and I need the uh, the little like frog guy outside mm-hmm. of Jabba's palace. Mm-hmm. Hardcore need because in our world we have like you know little figurines of like elephants and stuff, mm-hmm. so that makes sense to me. Yeah, but like I don't know. I was like, when they're like, you're only gonna be able to buy things that you would buy in the universe. I was like, a ray plushie. Yeah, like those a Watto plushie. Too. <laughs> Honestly, it's just that one picture that throws me off. Everything else, like they have like holocrons, which are really cool. They have these oh, neat yes. statues of like different Jedi and oh uh, yes, like they have that, those sorts of things that are really cool. That one picture that they have, I have no idea where it is. I'm kind of this is all new information to me, guys. So bear with me. I'm looking at it for the first time. And there's the one picture that I cannot find anymore of the, like, Jedi artifacts. It has, mm-hmm. like, a CC-10 statue and all that cool stuff. And then underneath, it's, like, not for sale. It's like, oh, come on, man. Wait, what? It. The Jedi one? Yeah, it that, says that not has, for sale? Yeah, those are, like, uh, where is that? Uh, they're going to be, like, display pictures. Like uh, like things that are going to populate um, Don, Doc Ondar's, the the Ithorian collector guy that like you're oh. in his place. Those are going to be like just things that populate the space to make it seem more uh, lived in, oh, you know, which is dumb. great. But I was like, I want Jedi stuff. The holocrons yeah. are going to be for sale. Oh, um, but not the, like the statues or there's this, the, uh, the sacred text book is in mm-hmm. the back there. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought all that stuff was going to be for sale. Uh, no, no. Darn. <laughs> I know. I know. Because I was like, dude, Jedi stuff. His, Amy posted something about it, but I cannot find it. Hmm. This is horrible podcasting now. I'm like, oh, hold on. Let me, uh, okay. let me look at some stuff. But no, I, I'm, I'm hoping that there's going to be even more. Because yeah, I'm hoping I'm this isn't it. all the merchandise. Because uh, if so, that would be a little disappointing. Um, yeah, that's true. I doubt it is. I mean, the park isn't even open yet. They're still building it. Yeah. Um, so. They do have, they're going to have like a lightsaber 
store and I hate to do this, but I'm probably going to compare a lot of this stuff to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal because they literally like copied them. I mean, Um, it's an immersive park. So and it was successful. So why not? Um, It works. But if you've been to Universal and if you're into Harry Potter, then you've probably seen or been in or heard of the wand shop um, in Diagon Alley. Um, And basically, like, you go in there and you can have your wand pick you and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, a really expensive, fancy wand. Um, And I think some of them are interactive, so you can take it around the park and it it will, like, interact with different things around the park that you can shake your wand at. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan. Ah. I don't know these terms. You know what I mean. Um, (laughs) Harry Potter fan? I mean, I've seen them, but my mom is a huge Harry Potter fan, so you guys get along. Yeah. Yes. Mama Kiefer, hear me out. Yeah. Magic. <laughs> she oh texted God. me yesterday. Actually, she called me yesterday because she's so excited. She bought a 31 disc set of all the Harry Potter movies and bonus features. There we go. We're going like, to be friends. Good for you. You are getting replaced immediately. <laughs> it's okay. I get replaced every year every time she meets one of my new friends. <laughs> Um, so anyways, they're going to have a shop where you can build your own lightsaber. And if you've been to Disney before, you've probably seen a little lightsaber building station that they've had with like plastic pieces and, you Mm -hmm. know, like the collapsible blades. But this is going to be legit, like real heavy pieces that actually feel like an actual lightsaber. So these are probably going to be real expensive. expensive. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you can make your own lightsaber for $200. Yeah, oh, I'm not, not. I think I saw that. Anthony Bresnikin posted something about like uh, the blade itself is going to be fifty dollars. Oh my I was lord! Like, my God! Yeah, I don't see. That's the thing. Like when I go to Disney, I don't, I don't do that. I don't even know what to call it. Stuff like where you like build things, or even the merchandise. Like there's very specific merchandise that I'll buy, but for the most part, I don't. Um, like I don't need to have every pair of Mickey ears that they come out with, Mm -hmm. um, or every t-shirt or whatever. Um, I just think it's neat. I mean, it sucks because I think a lot of the stuff in Galaxy's Edge, if you want to get the full experience, you're going to have to drop some major cash. Um, I mean, that food is not going to be cheap. I'll tell you that right now. That's not counter service chicken nugget priced food um yeah (laughs) so if you want to try everything you're going to be laying down some big bills but Mm -hmm. if you are going once and just want to see everything i'm sure you'll have a great time too and not be spending too much money um they're also going to have a droid depot where you can build your own droid but this is different from the one they've had in the past where you basically are building like an action figure this one is uh it's like a -A build-a-bear like they have a picture of a mannequin holding a box and it's just like those build-a-bear boxes where the little bear is like looking out of it um but this one it's an it's an astromech so it's uh like a smaller size droid um and okay this was the thing that bothered me when i was saying oh, i'm gonna be critical and brian made fun of me <laughs> uh i think this is so stupid <laughs> i think this droid depot is so dumb hey um i don't know it's just like <laughs> how it, much can you mix and match is my question i don't like, know can you put the can you put the rex head on a bb unit's body probably not probably not at all mm. no because mm-hmm. how would it move? It's it's remote controlled. So how the heck would that thing roll around with a Rex head on it? That's a good point. It won't. And these are going to be like a bazillion dollars, right? Yeah. This made me think of, um, I, I think 
they had it in Florida at one point. I know they have it in Disneyland right now. At Downtown Disney, they have this non-Disney related company, but it's a store where you can build your own race car and every little piece is like $30 or something. When you get done building your race car, it's like a billion dollars. And I feel like this is very much that uh, business model. Like they're trying to copy that. And I just, like we were just talking about with the merchandise and you're going to go in a store and be able to buy stuff that they only have like in a Star Wars galaxy. This to me feels very out of place. Like I think if I walked in and saw a Ray plushie, I'd be less like, ooh, because it's a <laughs> plushie. Whereas like these are supposed to be droids, but they're also like a 20th of the size of a real droid. And yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's just a little too... Uh, merchandise for me you know merchandise um space balls it's just yeah merchandise yeah it's just me the whole thing's kind of like i'm on one hand i'm super 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 excited because oh my god i get to go live in a star wars thing Mm -hmm. but then on the other side it's like if you can afford it Mm -hmm. you know like that's that's my that's my biggest issue with uh with all of it is like this is so expensive yeah. You know what I mean? And people yeah. are going to pay it. That's the thing. You know, we've talked about that. It's like they can continue to raise the prices and like it is what it is. Yeah. You know, so it's like I get really, really excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be really cool. But it also sometimes feels like I'm looking at this really expensive boat and I'm like, oh, man, look at this boat. It's amazing. I'm never going to be able to ride it, but it's cool to get excited. I think the thing is like I, I agree with that, but I think a lot of the stuff that I probably wouldn't pay for is stuff I don't even care about. I That's true. I care a lot more about like going to the park, seeing all the architecture, like riding the rides, observing the characters and like the special technology that they're going to have now where these characters can interact. And that is included with your park entrance ticket. You know, I don't need these extra droid things and the lightsaber. And it's like, it's cool, but it doesn't (laughs) like pique my interest that much um, because it's like, hello, Mm -hmm. I, I have an actual lightsaber. Like, (laughs) That's true. Uh, that I paid a lot of money for and it's awesome and it's exactly the one that I want that's why I picked it and like I I have the R2-D2 from I don't know 10 years ago that they came out with that's remote controlled and voice activated and some of this stuff is just a little regurgitated I think um, mm-hmm. but you know the puffer pig I'm gonna have to get a puffer pig because I don't Same. have a puffer pig so yeah Same. i think some of it i'm like really excited for and then some of it i'm like that's cool but it's just not for me but it's fine because i'm sure there will be a lot of other people and kids that will want these things but you're right it's just it is so expensive and it and it sucks because um the previous like build a droid station that they had those droids are pretty reasonably affordable i think you can build a droid for less than 30 dollars. you know it's like an action figure but it's still cute and so if mm-hmm. a little kid is like hey i want to do this it's like okay yes it's 30 dollars, but that's a little more manageable than probably two or three hundred dollars um, to exactly. build your own droid. So it, I'm interested to see what the price points for for this new droid depot. I'm I'm interested to see what that's going to look like. Um, sure, it's going to be expensive. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then they also shared some photos of Jedi costumes and a Ray costume for like the whole family. So they have. Um, like adult Jedi costumes and then they have the kids costumes that you can buy there and this is the first time that 
adults are allowed to wear costumes in the parks uh, other than at special events like uh, Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Yeah. Um, so typically, yeah, if you are an adult, you're really not allowed to wear costumes in the park because it could get confusing to other guests and they could think that you work there and that you are a character. And then let's say you go grab a beer and they're like, oh, no, no, Star Wars characters don't drink beer at Disney. Like, you know, they have to like <laughs> protect the brand almost. You know what I mean? Um, sure. And so if you're in a bad mood, you don't want to be like, get out of here, kid. And they're like, <gasps> right. Yeah. They don't want yeah. you to like tarnish the experience for other people. So uh, prior mm-hmm. to this announcement, uh, only kids have been able to wear costumes in the park. Um, so I guess I- I'm wondering, though, if, if they're only going to let you wear these specific costumes in the park or if you can come wearing whatever you want uh, other than a, good point. a helmet. Because, you know, those 501st people are some 501st people are going to want to show up in their armor and take pictures in the park. And I have a very, very, very hard time believing Disney will allow that. Um, yep. because they still don't let you wear masks in the park. It's like right. a safety issue. Um, so I am wondering if they're only going to allow you to wear these costumes that they are selling in the park that will cost $2,000 probably. And I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, um, you're probably right. They're going to be very expensive. Um, but it, it is neat. Like I've had people approach me before saying, Hey, I want to make a Jedi costume, but I don't have any skills. I just want to buy one. I'm like, well, I don't really know where you can do that. Cause I've never bought a Jedi costume. Like my mom has made me one before. So I guess this I've- is a neat option for the people that have the financial means to buy stuff like this and they don't want to make it themselves. Mm-hmm. Also but- Etsy. Also <laughs> go to Etsy. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, some really good, really good ones there. Yeah. So there's that. And yep. then they're also going to be selling uh, regular type apparel for adults and kids. Um, and the photo that they have shown here is like a really cool men's orange rebel pilot inspired jacket, a mm-hmm. women's top that says Rise of the Resistance in the top left, and then a little girl shirt with Ray on it. That, that says girl Rise shirt's of the- cool. Yeah, the girl shirt is cool. Um, other than the jacket. <laughs> sounds so excited. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really don't think it's cool. Um, <laughs> I think the jacket is super cool. I hate Star Wars clothes that are branded with names on them. It's like, let me oh put a Rebel logo here, and then let me also say Rebel, because other people won't know what the symbol <laughs> is. Like, I hate that. And uh, licensed merchandise will always have that on it, and I hate it um <laughs> so the women's okay. top that says rise of the resistance aka the name of one of the rides in the park to me is just like oh but great. they said there was not going to be any merchandise about the park yeah the park. yeah here we go mm. here we go yeah um <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing's kind of like a double-edged sword it's like i'm battling myself because I'm so I'm beyond excited for the experience, but then it's like the the real world application of the price tag and the crowds. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to ride the Millennium Falcon ride more than anything in the world, but how many twelve hour days do I have to pull to be able to do so? Yeah. I mean, I've heard I haven't been there, and I was not there for the opening. Um, but I've heard that when Pandora opened, it was like a six hour line to ride. Um, I think Flight of the Passage, I think that's what it's called, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. 
And that's yep. why I'm not going to the park when it opens. I'm going to wait months and months and months and months later. Um, yeah. I'm also interested in the Falcon ride a lot because they talk about how you can fly the Falcon. And I'm interested in the application of that. Like you get, say, six people or so in the cockpit. Like, is everyone flying the Falcon? Does one person get to fly the Falcon? Who's making those decisions? Yeah. You know, is it like, you know, the Star Tours, like there's one rebel spy. Yeah. You know, but everyone's there. So like, is it going to be kind of like that? And then, I don't know, is it, it's got to be randomly selected on who's like behind the yoke of it. Yeah. And then it's like, I can't imagine there not being a fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. someone's like, you're flying it. He goes, no, I'm flying it. I've waited 40 years for this experience. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a long time ago, and then they actually confirmed it recently, that one of the rides, I, I think it's the Rise of the Resistance, will mm-hmm. have a drop in it, like a Tower of Terror oh. type drop. Um, That's kind of cool. But I, I don't do rides that have that, so I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm going to wait and see what people say about it and see like how intense that drop is. Mm-hmm. But it sucks because I feel like, all right, I'm already down to 50% of the rides here that I can probably do. <laughs> um, I've done Tower of Terror before, and it was like the most terrifying experience of my life. Like It was just so I, I stressful. Bet it's gonna be, I bet it's going to be more like the, is it called the, the Autobahn? It's at Bush Gardens. Or no, yeah, Bush Gardens, Six Flags. One, I think it's Bush Gardens. Know. I'm I pretty sure. It's one, It's either Bush Gardens or uh, Six Flags, one of the two. I feel like it's Bush Gardens or Six Flags. Anyway, uh, there's this ride where you're like on this sort of roller coaster-y type thing where you're on this track and whatever. And then it's there's like a 10-foot drop, a little like, and then you're mm. on to the next thing. I could Maybe do that. Something. I could I do bet that. I can't imagine that it'd be like... Especially little kids and to not like Tower of Terror, you're going in and be like, you're going to fall a bunch of stories. Yeah. Be prepared. Like they're telling you over and over. This is the ride. Yeah. So it'd be strange to me if it's like, oh, there's a giant drop in the middle of the Star Wars ride. We just put it there because. Yeah. You know, I, but I don't doubt there, there is a drop. I just hope cool. it's not like a slingshot type drop. Oh, yeah. Good point. They kind of did that. I heard in the Tower of Terror at. Uh, California Adventure in, in uh, obviously California um, at Disneyland <laughs> and I would not be able to do that because they renovated that Tower of Terror into a Galaxy or Guardians of the Galaxy type ride um, oh. and my friends that have ridden it said it, it, it like pulls you down and then it slingshots you back up and Ooh. if the Star Wars ride has a drop where it kind of pulls you down and slingshots you back up I... Don't it's know gonna if be I hard could pass. do that. Yeah. If it was just a one drop, I could suck it up and deal with it for that one <laughs> drop. But um, my problem is I just like work myself up a, a lot about these things. And I think I wish they had not mentioned it at all. And I would have just <laughs> ridden it and be like, ah, and then I would get over it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, but whatever. So anyways, yeah, they just like showed a bunch of merchandise. Hopefully there will be more. Um, I'm pretty pleased overall with this merchandise, but... I I also agree with you in the sense that I was like expecting something different when they said that you would buy stuff from that universe. Um, mm-hmm. So I was expecting something but, different, but I'm not 
super disappointed if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I like, wasn't really I'm planning on buying all that stuff anyways. Yeah, like I'm I'm not complaining. It just was a different thing than what I expected, I guess. Right. Uh, cuz if they're like, "Oh, it's going to be completely immersive." I was like, "Oh, sweet." Like I like all these plushies. Mm-hmm. Like me, but then when I'm thinking about like if it's going to be a fully immersive experience. Mm-hmm. And like it's a weird thing to not have merchandise that say Galaxy's Edge on it, but to have this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's a weird place to put the line in my opinion. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm exci- I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. Um, they also showed some stuff about the two rides that we were just talking about. Um, so the first one is like, it's called Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And they showed some photos of the interior of what I'm assuming is the queue line for this ride. And they actually have like, it, it literally looks like the Millennium Falcon. They have the hallways, they have the Dejeric table. And that is something I'm thrilled to see. Like same in the last few years at all major theme parks queue lines have become a very 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 critical part of the ride like if you have a crappy queue line you have a crappy ride in a sense like queue lines are becoming their own source of entertainment i mean if you're going to be standing there for six hours you might as well be looking at something pretty and uh like i said like at the wizarding world of harry potter their queue lines are amazing and it makes you feel like you're living in these movies it's just so cool and i love that they did this with the millennium falcon i'm glad they didn't like loop you through like a canyon and then you like board the falcon like i think you're gonna board the falcon pretty early on i think and be on there for the queue line hopefully for a while so you could take neat pictures and stuff while you're waiting but it just looks so awesome and i agree i'm really really stoked for that like i can't wait to sit there at that digiarch table and, and just pretend i'm in star wars same it's gonna be same cool. same same <laughs> i can't wait to like elbow somebody because they won't let me sit i know i'll be like move <laughs> <laughs> i just see so much especially with star wars fans like man I hope those lines go quickly because I can see this going so south so fast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like just imagine that cockpit. Like if there's six seats and one one seat for the yoke, I don't know, man. But they're going to have like 10 of these. Do you realize yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be like a like a spire where it's like, all right, go into here. Like Star Tours where there's like. They're always going to do that. Like, like at, at Disney, when you go meet Mickey Mouse, there's yeah. like. 20 rooms of mickey mouse like i bet they're good i mean they're, they're literally going are to need to. they're literally they're gonna, are they're yeah. gonna need to but i mean even then if you it's still that that's my big question about the ride is like how many yokes are there gonna be who's actually there's flying gonna be the a falcon lot. i think there's gonna be a lot you know and but i mean in in a room i mean like if there's six people in a room is only one person flying it i think everybody's gonna have their own type of job that would be, I think, the best way to go about it. Somebody's I, on the cannons. Somebody's I think that's on what they're going to do. They you know? they do that with, there's a ride in Epcot called, um, I think it's Mission Space. I think that's the name of it. I always get confused with Spaceship Earth, but that's the giant ball in the middle of the park. Um, Mission gotcha. Space has a ride where you're traveling to Mars or whatever, and everybody on that small capsule has a job. There's like five or six people in a capsule, and everyone has a job. Like, one person's trying to land the ship. One person's doing this. And I feel like that's what they're going to have to do with the Millennium Falcon ride. Like, I'm not worried about that at all, because Disney wants everybody to have an amazing experience. Um, So even if you're sitting in the back of the Falcon, you're going to be doing something really cool. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. Um, Okay, cool. 
But I, I think about Star Tours. I've ridden it. Now, mind you, so I, I'm the exact opposite uh, on the spectrum when it comes to Disney parks, whereas you literally grew up in the park. Mm-hmm. I've been once. Oh my gosh. In my whole life. I can never, as a kid, we can never afford it. So we never went. The first time I ever went was, uh, I was, I, I was 18. So Monique and I wow. went and we, we could only afford to go to Magic Kingdom at the time. Mm-hmm. It was Magic Kingdom and, uh, Hollywood Studios. So I've actually never been to Epcot or, uh, Animal Kingdom. And so, uh, when I think about the Star Tours ride, mm-hmm. which I absolutely loved, I wrote it like six times in a row. And Monique got motion sickness after three, so oh, God bless no. her for letting me keep going. <laughs> and so she let me go three more times. Well, more, she let me go as many as I want. And after three, I was like, okay, I feel kind of bad. You're just waiting out here. But uh, I was never the rebel spy, which means their computer's wrong because I'm clearly the rebel spy. Yeah. You know? So each time I'm like, oh, it's me, it's me. I'm like, oh, man, it's cool. So yeah. I was just thinking about that idea with this Millennium Falcon not having known about the spaceship Earth thing where everyone has a job. But if like one person's flying the Falcon, you're going to be like, oh man, but like. Well, and the, the Falcon has a co-pilot. So you're going to have a pilot, a co-pilot, and then the people in the back. So it says here, um, oh my gosh, we're literally talking about this and they clarify it. <laughs> in Smuggler's Run, cool? <laughs> you'll find yourself in the cockpit of Han Solo's iconic ship with a crew of up to five friends, two pilots, mm-hmm. two gunners, and two engineers. Oh, cool. Okay, but that's sweet. six people, yeah. so they don't know how to do math. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so it says you'll fly it, you'll fire its cannons, and you'll manage its control. So everybody will have a job. Got it. Okay, that's cool. That makes me feel much better. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not looking at anything. So That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I just noticed a it. Boob out of myself. I just noticed it. Um, and they also showed pictures from the inside of Rise of the Resistance. And they are, are still showing some concept art because I guess it's not fully ready to show. Um, but they showed a really cool picture of like the bay of, um, I'm guessing, Starkiller Base. Uh, or it's like one of the one of Imperial the ships. ships. Yeah. And there's like a big TIE fighter in the wall, just like in the beginning of Force Awakens when Finn is making his getaway. But yeah, that's yep. the ride that's going to have the drop. So I'm a little nervous oh. about that. Maybe um, you get in the TIE fighter and go out and then there's a drop into space. I heard it's something with an elevator. Like, oh, oh, so it's like a legit tower of terror situation i think yeah i i'm not 100 percent sure but i think i read that somewhere um but this is also the ride where if you were really into like the construction of galaxy's edge there were a lot of pictures of these uh, metal objects being built that looked like adats and it was confirmed later on that they were adats like two giant adats and i think your vehicle goes like between them or or under them um and it looks super scary so I'm not entirely sure what this ride is going to entail. It says that it involves a ride on a trackless vehicle, which they've done in Disneyland oh. Paris, which is really, really cool. Um, I got to ride. There's a, a Ratatouille ride in Disneyland Paris that has a trackless vehicle, and it's awesome because you have no idea where you're going, whereas like when you ride something where you can see the track you're like okay we're about to make a right turn and okay well now we're gonna go straight and when you don't know where you're going it's a lot more fun um so that's kind of cool but yeah that's kind of it with the rides i'm just really hoping i can ride both of them yeah i believe in you 
I I do think the lines are going to be really long for this when it opens and like for years after it opens. But, um, you know, Pandora at Animal Kingdom opened just probably, what, two or three years ago? So not super sure. long ago. And I have friends that live in Florida that go ride that at the end of the day. They grab their Fast Pass when they get off of work and they go ride it and they don't wait at all. Um, so well, that's cool. They'll probably have a Fast Pass system. So if, if you're going when it first opens, it's going to be long. But the Fast Pass system really does help the line situation. So um, everybody will get to ride it. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I just think Good. Like, for the opening and the first few months after the park opens, it's going to be bonkers. But I'm waiting. I'm probably going to wait, I don't know, nine months to a year to go for the first time because I just don't like crazy crowds. And if I can try Same. to minimize that, I will. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, I found that picture of the Jedi stuff. Yeah. And uh, that Yoda statue, the angle, it looks like he's got his mouth open really wide. <laughs> and it's terrifying. I didn't notice that. Do you see it? No, I, I closed out that article. Let me see if I can find oh, it. Oh, man. It's really scary, actually. Hang on. If you go to, it's on um, the place I that I see it. it is on Nerdist. I'm going to Nerdist right now. Hang on just a second. I, the, I'm on the link. I'm just trying to find it. Oh, no, his mouth isn't open. It's just uh, the shadow under his chin. Doesn't it look like, if you think about it, like his mouth is super open? It looks like he has a really fat neck. That's a much better way to look at it than the way <laughs> that I'm seeing it. That is horrifying. Uh, yeah. I want that tankard. And that tomb. And the ancient texts. And those statues. Oh, look at the statue that says, all is as the force wills it. Oh, I see And then it. the other one says, in the force there is no end. I hate that font, though. I wish it was actual Arabesh. I agree with that. They're doing like an arabesh type font that you can actually read in English, and I'm not sure if I'm about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quit halfway, son. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I'm. I. I want there to be a lot of Jedi stuff. I feel like this. This part here, the Doc Anders um, Den of Antiquities. I feel like that's going to be my favorite place. Yeah. Because it's run by an Athorian, which I'm so about. You know me and aliens, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's like a black market sales thing is going to be it's going to be like how i imagine the collector is you know from marvel and like guardians of the galaxy and stuff where he just has like random things all over the place from all over the galaxy but star wars and run by a 245 year old ithorian i know i'm interested to see if the ithorian will be um a costumed cast member or if it'll be um a an animatronic i feel like he should be an animatronic the, like a fixture there, like behind the counter. And maybe it'll be something like in, um, what characters do that? They have, oh, but they're not physical characters. So at the Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland, they have a show called The Monster's Laugh Floor, and it's from Monsters, Inc., and you're watching this big screen. Oh, sweet. And you're watching like Mike Wazowski and all these other um, characters, and it's like a comedy club. But the people that are interacting with you on the screen are actually interacting with you. Like there are people in the room 
that can see you and they are voicing these characters so they can oh. say hey brian in the blue hat or whatever like hey guy in the blue hat what's your name and you'd say brian and they'd go hey brian so i'm wondering if maybe like it would be really cool if the ithorian was an animatronic and if it could somehow interact with you which wouldn't be too out of the question because disney is able to do that now um yeah they got the the goose from kung fu panda does that yeah that i saw it i saw it on youtube Ooh. Yeah. yeah so that'd be yeah, cool it's really cool yeah, I'm into it. Anytime I get to like talk or meet a Star Wars alien, I'm I'm for. That's yeah. worth the price of admission for me. I think I think they're gonna have a lot of that around the park too. They didn't really talk about that in any of these articles, at least from what I've seen so far. Um, yeah. But you know, a few months ago, and even last year at D23 Expo, they were talking about uh, how they were gonna be droids that roam the park and interact with you and characters that are just roaming and interacting with you so um i'm really interested to see what that turns out to be because i just think that's going to make it so much cooler i think that to me like you said would be much more worth the price of getting in than being able to purchase merchandise that is already overpriced and stuff i'm not even really into you know like i think meeting characters and interacting with aliens like what if i got to interact with the duros like what That'd that would be, be cool. amazing <laughs> so i'm looking forward to that but um Me too. there's a lot more information on starwars.com and on nerdist um and i believe on entertainment weekly is that where anthony bresnikin posted his yes stuff? okay yes it is it's all over the internet just it's on go the to Twitter and you'll find like a crap ton of links um so I'm excited. I got really excited. I want to. I wanted to give Sky Talkers a shout out because you know we have to do that every show because they pay us too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. Now for the no. real show, the <laughs> Sky Talkers fan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, Sky Talkers did a really cool episode. Uh, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago now, and it was all about Star Wars and the Disney parks. So they talked about Galaxy's Edge. They talked about Star Wars weekends. They talked about Star mm-hmm. Tours. And Charlotte is a huge Disney Parks fan as well. And Charlotte and Caitlin both went to Star Wars weekends quite often together. Um, And they lived in Atlanta together when they were younger. So they would drive down to Disney together. And anyways, it was just really cool um, getting to hear about like Disney Parks and Star Wars from their perspective. And it made me a lot more excited for Galaxy's Edge because prior to it, I was a little grumpy, to be honest. I was just like, (laughs) parks are going to be so crowded with people that don't even understand like how important this is and like how monumental this is for Disney. And like, you know, I just, I don't know. I was just being really negative, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) as I usually am, but uh, Charlotte and Caitlin just like got me really excited. And then now with these announcements, I'm getting even more excited so um yeah i don't know if i'll be actually going there when the park opens but i i mean there's there's a part of me that's like i do want it more than everyone else so i'll be there but then the other part is like it would just i feel like it would be a waste of money because you wouldn't be able to enjoy it to the full extent if you go on opening day you wouldn't be able to enjoy it slowly that's for sure but you would be able to enjoy it slowly because you'd be walking at a snail's pace because of how crowded it well, is. Well, I mean, not if you're like first and oh. you run, you know? Yeah. That, But but that the problem with being first is you can't stop. You can't right. be like, oh, hey, cool. Because then you're out. 
Right, right. But I did see one thing that I am extremely excited about as well. There's a hidden Hidalgo there. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, there's uh, the whole place is going to be full of Easter eggs, uh-huh. you know, from like the comics to the games to literally all of Star Wars. There's yeah. going to be nods all over the place. And Pablo Hidalgo voices a character that you might meet. No way. That's the stuff that I'm going to love more than anything. It's like picking out Same. all these Easter eggs. And you know what? Some of these like Star Wars fans that only watch the movies are not going to get all these Easter eggs. Like there's even going to be a Hondo animatronic in the Smuggler's Run ride. Did you I see forgot that to video? mention that. Yeah, they have a video of him. And oh. he, looks, he looks so real. So, so, so real. My God, I can't wait. Yeah. So it's just, it's going to be so awesome to be able to be like picking out um, all the Easter eggs and stuff that not everybody will understand. There's probably going to be stuff too that I don't really understand because I haven't read all the books and all the comics, but um, it's going to be neat to see what they incorporate from the Clone Wars and Rebels and I mean, they have a puffer pig. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> I'm so Who'd have thought excited we'd get about a puffer that. pig? It's so cute. Agreed. Oh, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Let's talk about Star Wars Celebration now. Oh, boy. AKA this is a, this my is a birthday party. <laughs> AKA your birthday party. That's right. Everybody's That's right. invited. It's going to be the coolest birthday party ever, even if though they just threw maker. me a really cool birthday party two years ago, but you know. That's right. Oh. If uh, if you're a pinata maker, I need you to get in contact with me ASAP. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Party planning I forgot committee. About that. I did not. Guys, <laughs> this is this is a mixed bag of an episode, isn't it? Why? Why? <laughs> I forgot. I forgot we're talking about celebration as well. Oh. It's like I'm excited, but also nervous, but really excited, but um, but also yeah. Celebration. Uh, <laughs> celebration. Tax day. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about Galaxy's Edge while it was still like fresh hot, you know, <laughs> and oh, not yeah. everybody's. You know, us. All we got those hot takes here. Hot take show. Dorky Diva said something. Uh, yep. Never. <laughs> Keanu Mundy, hashtag no filter. That's our only hot take. That's right. That's right. And you don't even I know th- what it is. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> I like that we're the podcast that's like just a few steps behind everyone else. You know oh what I mean? Oh my God. We're like <laughs> 10 miles behind everybody else. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not like even trying by the, anymore. <laughs> by the time we get, we get to it, we're like, guys, listen, Galaxy's Edge. And they're like, yeah, we're in line. Yeah. <laughs> oh guys a little bit of like background info Uh. so about a year ago um brian and i had a conversation like hey let's make the dorky diva show the best it can be and like let's have on a bunch of celebrity guests and like let's do this and let's do this and let's do this and let's do this and let's be the best (laughs) and And as you can see then i moved and i was like (laughs) we're not doing any of this <laughs> and then I decided that I didn't care um, about like quote being the best. I was like, I just want to have fun, and I don't even care if anyone listens to this. It's just it makes my day to sit here and talk about Star Wars with Brian. So that's why I'm doing it, and uh, it works. So and that is why we are hashtag we're the best around. Gonna be the last one breaking news. You're the best. Nope. I didn't know the lyrics. Those aren't the lyrics. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah so uh, well, we have fun, sky yeah. talkers is the best 
A hundred percent. And we're just here to worship <laughs> their show. Yes. I would say turn this off and go listen to them, but I'm not allowed. But we, but we want you to finish this show and then go listen to Sky Talkers. Yeah, do that. Do that. And if you've already listened, then hey, we already hey. said we'd be last. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness oh how quickly things unravel <laughs> okay <laughs> but celebration celebration <laughs> all right yep so celebration is five days this year holy cow yeah. it's from april 11th to the 15th and Woo! if you don't know anything about me i keep saying this is my birthday party because my birthday is april 11th so that's is why it? i'm excited yeah it oh is. that makes sense you know uh, i thought you were just saying it's your birthday oh Anybody that wants to <laughs> fake their birthday during Star Wars Celebration, you're yeah, dead to I, me. I, I totally <laughs> wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be weird. Oh, no, my just, goodness. Uh, I gotta make some phone calls. Anyways, <laughs> it is your actual birthday. This is gonna be the my first day birthday. of Celebration. Yep, and everybody's invited to my party. Um, yep, it's gonna be at McCormick Place in Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to have a, a ticket. <laughs> You have to have a ticket. Don't even try and to get by into the, way, the they're Dorky Diva birthday bash. <laughs> they're all sold out. Yeah. So if you don't already have one, then. Ha! Sucks to be uh, you. Yep. Sucks um, to be you. Yeah. Quoted Savannah. Uh, yep. How That's many? how this is going to go. How many celebrations have you been to now? I have been to, this will be my third. And what was your first one? Celebration six. Oh, that was my first one. Oh, look at that. We Except could have been I've friends. I've missed a bunch since. Yeah. But we weren't. But we, we are now. now. Yeah. Um, better late than never, yeah. as we say here at the Dorky Diva Show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So <laughs> I wanted to quickly talk about some of the things we're really excited for um, to like see and do at Celebration. Uh, yep. The official schedule is not released yet, so we're going to be Correct. talking about this a lot more leading up to April. But for now... We're going to talk about what we do know. And then yep. I kind of wanted to share with you guys some of our tips for celebration. We did a show like this, I believe, Uh-oh. back in 2017, uh, leading up to the last celebration. And a lot of you responded really well to it. And I actually got an email just the other day um, from Katie. And she was like, oh, I just listened to this show. Like, I have more questions. So uh, we're going to talk about it. And Sweet. Hi, Katie. I think we learned a lot from, well, you definitely learned a lot from Celebration Orlando. And oh, I want I to use so that uh, knowledge to kind of help people going to Celebration Chicago. So, uh-huh. first of all, let's talk about what we're excited for. Um, okay. You have been preparing yourself to buy autograph tickets to meet people that have been in or contributed to Star Wars. So, that who is true. are you excited to meet? Well, I'm still holding out hope for a few people to be announced Who? Um, that have not been. Mark Hamill, first and foremost. Uh, I know. I know. I've heard not good not good news uh, from that front. And <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. But, you know, we'll see. I <sighs> Okay. Well, this is, we're going to go back and forth. So the, the four people right now that are at the top of my list that I'm for sure going to try and meet is Jet Lucas, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, the son of the creator, mm-hmm. the maker. Um, also, Zet Jukasa. So I, I got to get him to sign my poster. For those that don't know, I have a Star Wars poster that I had made 
uh, by a buddy of mine a few years ago, and I've been collecting autographs on it since. Just as kind of like a, a centerpiece in my room. And it's really cool, if I'm being honest. Uh, so Jet Lucas, top of the list. And then Dave Chapman, who is a creature performer puppeteer. He's the other guy who does BB-8 alongside Brian Herring. He's also done Porgs, uh, a bunch, a bunch of other of other uh, creatures and whatnot. Tamara Morrison, Django Fett and the Clones, uh, and Paul Casey. Paul Casey is another creature performer. There's a theme here. Uh, and he was Elo Asti. He was uh, Cal, I can't pronounce it. He's the other, uh, <laughs> he's the other Abenito pilot that's Elo Asti, but different. Um, he was Radis in Rogue One. He's been in, he, he's a ton of different creatures. He's amazing. Um, so Paul Casey. Those are my top four. Uh, I'm still holding out hope for Mark Hamill, but uh, things aren't looking good. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are the, those are the big <laughs> autograph ones right now. I. That's another thing with this one is like I think it's very strange to be releasing autograph tickets in waves. Yeah, I agree. I, I wish they I don't, would just do a giant dump. Yeah, I I don't like it because like for people that are trying to budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like okay, I have all I have this amount of money that I can bring, and if I'm like okay, these are the guests that I have, and then I spend all my money on these, and then two weeks later they have another guest that I would have preferred mm-hmm. uh, had I known. Um, so I'm not a big fan of how this is rolling out as far as that goes from the technical side. But I think the guests that have been announced so far are great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Um, yep, don't know where I'm going with this. The <laughs> Um, this is normal though for celebration. I mean, yep. every celebration I've ever been to has waited a really long time to get the final guest list out. They do it in waves and it's yep. super frustrating. Um, I like and I just want to say that I feel like personally, I feel like the prices this year for autographs and photo ops are a little ridiculous. Um, yep. Like, they start at like 50 bucks a pop. For the most random people, um, mm. people like if I don't recognize your name, you shouldn't be fifty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like, I yes. Anyway, some of these prices are just crazy. Um, but if you're willing to pay it, good on you. Um, That's the thing. I, I'm That's not, the thing. I'm not buying any autograph tickets this year. Um, the only time I bought autographs was my very first celebration in 2012. C six. I bought a ticket for Robert Watts um, and oh, sweet. Tamora Morrison. I am obsessed with Robert Watts um, and Tamora Morrison. And they were like, God, they were so cheap. I want to say like 20 to $40 a piece. Like, Oh, yes. It was so cheap. And I ended up being so busy during the convention that I wasn't able to go get their autograph on the day that I was supposed to. So I gave my autograph tickets to my brother and I said, hey, um, do you have time to go get 8 by 10 signed from them? And he said, yeah. So he went and did that. So I, I got their physical autograph, but I didn't get to meet Tamora Morrison and I didn't get to meet Robert Watts when he was signing the photo. I ended up going back to his table like the next day just to say, hey, I got your autograph already, but I wasn't able to be here. I just really wanted to say hi. And he let me take a photo with him, which was really, really nice. They don't really allow that anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. so I did get to meet him, but it was just so cheap, so easy to do. I was able to walk up to his table the next day. That's kind of unheard of now. Um, and it was just not expensive. And 
I was used to going to Star Wars weekends at Disney where once you paid to get in the park, you didn't have to pay for autographs. So I have a ton of autographs that I never had to pay for. I didn't even have to pay for park entrance because my mom is and was a cast member at the time. So I was able to get Mm -hmm. in the park for free. And that was just like the best situation for me. Um, And so now like when I see that James Arnold Taylor is like 50 or 60 bucks, I'm like, I have like 10 autographs from him that I got for $0. So it's just, it's really (laughs) hard to like pay for autographs when you've never had to do that before. Um, But they have a really good guest list so far. I'm really shocked that Freddie Prince Jr. is going to be there and that he's going to be doing a signing and photos. Like that really Mm -hmm. surprised me, but I think it's awesome. Um, Yeah. So that's cool. I'm pleased so far with the guests that they have i'm glad they are bringing in a lot of people that are involved with the behind the scenes of the movies um yep. but i know there's like a few more guests to still be announced and i'm hoping they like drop some really big names on us um i i don't really think this would happen but it would be so cool if like john boyega did a photo op or something like that right but i don't really foresee that happening so i'm not getting my hopes up i'm just saying it would be really really cool if they did that um i agree so Oh, it'll be cool. I'm excited that there's going to be so many uh, creature performers because I know that's just like Same. your thing. It is. God, and they somehow... Go see Katie Coleman or Katie Cartwell if anyone's there because uh, she's awesome and, she, and she's going to be there. She was like the... She was Rio, like the yeah, actual person the behind Rio. The for Rio Durant in Solo. Yeah. So when like Rio's grabbing the top and like pushing switches with his feet and stuff, that's actually like Katie doing all that. And, and she's great. Um, you know, like Brian may or may not have had her on his podcast called The Interesting Podcast. I mean. Just saying. Just saying. If you like creature performers, I got you, man. Yeah. And there's going to be some there. And I can't wait to meet Paul Casey. It's you have no cool. idea. It's going to be really cool. It um, is. I'm excited about it. Yeah. And I've gotten a few questions on Twitter from people that are going to be attending this celebration like as their very first celebration and a few people have asked me you know oh if I want to meet multiple people how do I do this because I've heard that there's lines and blah 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 and um, I didn't get any autographs last year but I was helping Ashley Eckstein so I was able to observe her line and how quickly or slowly it moved and Ashley is so generous with her time that she really tries to spend time with every single person that comes up to her table and pays for an autograph and she wants to talk to you and hear your story and blah 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 so um I think if you are paying to meet a really big name celebrity like Jason Isaacs or Freddie Prince Jr. I know Freddie Prince Jr. can be a talker but I'm not sure I'm interested (laughs) to see like how quickly his line will move I feel like the big name people or Ian McDiarmid he's a good example they kind of tend to get people through their line quicker than someone like Vanessa Marshall or Ashley Eckstein because they enjoy talking to everybody so um I think you need to kind of evaluate like who you want to meet um maybe consider how talkative they might be and that'll help you understand like how much time you'll be in line once you have your autograph ticket and are waiting in line for them um also charlotte from sky talkers was telling me a couple years ago when she met hayden christensen at celebration orlando she was in line for uh, i don't know if she specified the time but to me it sounded maybe like an hour to an hour and a half in line 
before she really got queued up to meet Hayden, I think. Like, I think it was a pretty long process. So my advice... It can be. Yeah. My advice is if you're meeting big guests, assume to maybe wait in a longer line because they will be very popular. But also if you're meeting someone who is a voice actor and might be a little more chatty with people, that line might be a little slower as well uh, just because they're talking to so many people as they get through the line. Um, so personally, I wouldn't schedule like too many autographs per day unless that's all you want to do at Celebration. Like if you're fine spending yeah. all your time at Celebration doing autographs, that's awesome. Um, but if you want to go to the panels and shop on the exhibit hall floor, I would say maybe do like two autographs per day. I think doing that's, any more than that would that's be a little m- too much. That's my advice is if you're going to do autographs, don't do panels. Yeah. Because they can go long. I've been in autograph lines before where the guest had to take a break halfway through and then you just have to wait 45 minutes for them to come back Mm -hmm. because they've been signing for hours, you know, and it does definitely go by the guest. The bigger guests will have longer lines, but they usually move quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the smaller guests, sometimes they like to talk. Sometimes their manager is next to them telling them to wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, There's so many variables when getting an autograph Mm -hmm. uh, because you just really don't know um what's gonna happen uh because i i've seen some crazy stuff in some autograph lines and uh the the biggest thing i can say is if you'd like to get more than one autograph try to schedule them on the same day and spend that day getting autographs Mm -hmm. like don't try to do other things because you're just going to get really frustrated because anything can happen and then you're going to miss a panel and then you're going to get upset because you wanted to go to this panel and the autograph line went kind of long for whatever reason um, so that, that's, that's my biggest piece of advice for anyone who wants to get autographs, get autographs and that's it. Don't plan anything else. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's what I'm doing is the autographs that I'm getting, I'm going to try to get them all done on the same day. Um, and then if there is any day, uh, if there is anyone that's going to be there also, that's another thing. Keep, uh, keep an eye out on what days they're going to be there mm-hmm. because not all guests are going to be there all days. Some are just there Friday and Saturday. Some are just there Saturday and Sunday. Some are all there, uh, all the days. Um, so look into that before you buy your ticket, what day it's going to be. Um, the read pop, is that who did it last time or was it official picks? Um, last year it was tops prior to that. It was always official picks. Okay. So whoever it was in the last celebration, um, tops did it differently than celebration six Mm -hmm. when I was there. Celebration six would have been official picks. Okay. So official picks, how they did it was you just come back at a specific time. It's like, all right, from 12 to 1, Hayden Christensen's going to be here signing, just mm-hmm. for an example. And you would just show up in that amount of time with your ticket, get in line, you're golden. Uh, whereas Tops last year, they actually um, had like a weird sort of time that you had to be there and queue up at another time. And they sold out. But I talked to uh, uh, a one of the signing guests there, and I went to buy a ticket for him, and the computer said it sold out, but he told me they didn't. He's hmm. like, you could have just got a ticket and come up. So in a weird way to kind of, uh, uh, I don't know if they're trying to stipend the crowd or whatever mm-hmm. it was, but he's like, no, you still could have just come up and got a ticket. And Tops was like, no, you need a ticket to get in. And the computer says it's sold out. That sucks. Yeah, it was a very strange, strange thing. Um, so keep an eye on that yeah. as well. Because is Tops doing it again? Yes, it is Tops. Okay, so keep an eye on that. They went at Celebration Orlando last year. They had a big computer, 
in the autograph area that had like a it was almost like an airport mm-hmm. like letter board be like all right here's at this time this flight's leaving except it was at this time this guest is signing here um i'm hoping they manage the lines better mm-hmm. because last time they had them like snaking into each other and people didn't know what was going on and it was a weird sort of organization yeah. problem uh but that's that's the biggest thing that i can say because i'm just talking in circles now is if you're going to get an autograph ticket and you're getting multiples try to get them the same day and don't plan anything else right if it goes quickly and you get your autographs great look at the panel schedule go to a panel but you don't want to put yourself into a position where you're going to be really upset waiting in line because you're missing a panel right i yep. I'm pretty good friends with the people that run official picks and they do autographs at a lot of conventions, especially conventions that are based in Florida. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they have a ton of experience with organizing lines and making sure everybody's having a good good experience while they're meeting people. Um, And I mean, prior to, to celebration Orlando two years ago, I had never seen tops running autograph areas. So I'm not sure if I was just unaware of them or if, or if it truly was like their first time doing that. I'm not sure. But hopefully mm-hmm. they learn from that situation because although I didn't get autographs a couple years ago because I was there with Ashley, she was there one day until after the convention closed because there were still so many people in her line. And personally, I feel like you should kind of know the talent you're hosting um, and, and get a gauge on how many tickets you can sell for that person. And everybody knows if you've met Ashley Eckstein before, she will not push people through her line just to push people through her line. She will meet everybody and talk to them and be a real person. And I yep. feel like Top should have taken that into consideration and said, okay, Ashley moves through her line, maybe at half the speed somebody else does. So let's sell half the tickets so that everybody can have a good experience meeting her. Um, and they did not do that. And I don't yep. think that's Ashley's fault. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll learn from a lot of different things that happened at Celebration Orlando. And, you know, maybe they can or- organize it a little bit better. I've heard they're going to have some sort of new technology to keep everything running smoothly, but I don't know what that is. So hopefully we'll find out soon. But yeah, like you said, um, I think that I think that general rule applies to everything that's related to celebration. Like you really need to prioritize what you're interested in. So, for example, like Brian is prioritizing these autographs on a certain day and I'm not getting any autographs because that's not a priority for me. Um, The priority priority for me this year um, will probably be uh, if they have a Clone Wars panel, that would be a huge priority for me like my number one priority. And then second priority would probably be um, maybe some of the exclusive merchandise on the convention floor. It depends on what they come out with. I usually like to try and get the Hallmark exclusives. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, that stuff hasn't been announced just yet, but that's typically where I spend my time. Um, And in past years, I've tried to do like the big panel every single day. And it's just so incredibly exhausting to wait overnight in line every single night. Um, so that will not be my priority this year because I've just learned that I physically, my body can physically not do that. Um, (laughs) and, uh, I was working at Celebration Orlando, so I didn't get to experience the chaos firsthand, but my mom was there as a guest and she waited in line, I believe every single night for the next 
day's big panel. And the first night or two, uh, she got there very early. Like we, they live in Florida. My parents live in Florida and I lived in Florida at that time. So it's not like we were catching a flight to get to Orlando and then we got to like, you know, run to the convention center to get there quickly and get in line for a panel. Like we were there well ahead of time. Um, Mm -hmm. So she was in line for the panels like super early and she was told by someone in charge who I will not name that when she got in line she was um she was there so early and there were so few people in line that she would definitely get into the big panel room Mm. well her and a lot of my other friends who were told the same thing um ended up not getting into the big panel room because Uh, the morning of the panel when they were getting ready to hand out wristbands so that you could have your for sure piece of like it's almost like a ticket to get into that room your wristband is like everything Um, right when they were giving out wristbands people decided to come into the convention center and hop the line and cut in front of all these thousands of people that waited 12 hours and slept on the concrete floor um, and those people that waited, some of them, a lot of them did not get into the panel. And it was a problem the next night. And I was shocked when I heard about it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, they didn't take care of this? Um, so, oh, that was bad. Yeah. I mean, you you experienced it firsthand. What exactly went on and what panel were you waiting for when that happened? Uh, the 40th. I was there for the 40th panel. Now, mind you, they said that you couldn't line up before like 8 o'clock at night, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, nobody listened. And so I was with two friends. We were 138th in line. Mm. And we got in line at 2.30 p.m. the day before. Mm. So they said you couldn't line up until 8. And a lot of people were like, all right, cool. It's going to be fine. Line up until 8. Doors close at 9 or whatever it was. Six hours prior to that, people were already camped out. So we were like, oh, damn. Well, I guess we're going to get in line now to have any chance of going. So we... In a, in a room of thousands, you know, 138 was pretty damn close to the front. Yeah, that's very so we got, close. I remember, so, was that the panel that I, the line that I saw you at when, when Ashley yes. cupcakes everyone? Yeah, you were like really close to the front. Right up there. Really but close. But granted, I had to wait the entire, from 2 o'clock in the afternoon for yeah. a panel that was 11 o'clock the next morning. Yeah. You know, so we got there. They kind of queued us up. When we got into the room... The, so like here's here's where everything kind of went south. It it was all fine the whole night, um, as far as like line goes, because uh, we were in the same spot the entire time. We slept in that spot. Uh, there's I mean there were things that happened in the line where you're like really this is I understand the idea but come on, mm-hmm. um, specifically like a dance party at three o'clock in the morning when everyone had to be up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. to get your tickets. Uh, beside the point. <laughs> Um, so we get our wristbands at like five o'clock in the morning. They start passing them out. Right. And then they moved us into this other room. They're like, all right, you got your wristband now. So go into this next room and then come back to where you were, uh, which made no sense. And in that people came from like outside and everywhere and just kind of got in line wherever they wanted to. And it was very confusing because we're like, all right, here's your wristband, leave and then come back. And then it just got shuffled and nobody knew what was happening. And things got real tense, real fast, because everyone was sleep deprived. Um, you know, very upset. Like, because uh, everyone tried to like, I want to say around like midnight ish. Everyone was like, "All right, I think it's time to turn in." And you can see like the room got a little bit quiet, and people were starting getting settled in their little sleeping bags and whatnot. 
And then you just hear, who's ready to party? And then they came out with like a DJ table and speakers and a dance party. And like it was right at the time, like when you go into the sunken place, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, ah, I'm going to go to sleep. And everyone usually does try to sleep. Like I've always tried to sleep in those lines. You have to. Yeah, exactly. Because you got to be up. Yeah. Right. And uh, right when everyone's going to sleep, you're like, all right, good night. It's going to be like, uh, uh. and by the end, I was like, I'm delirious. So I just got up. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go dance over here because this, woo, this yeah. celebration. <laughs> you know? I was like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm rolling with it. And I got up. Uh, but people were sleep deprived, yeah. very upset when a crowd came in and just cut them. And there were people that were like next to us that ended up like three rows back, like hundreds oh my of people behind. And it was just very, nobody knew what was going on. The volunteers were like, uh, go over there and then come back over here. Like, yeah. no plan of action. Yeah. Uh, but luckily, I mean, we, we still got, we didn't lose our space because we were very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. But the, the fact that you had to be is kind of the problem, I think. Right. Um, it's, all, it's all organizational problems, you mm-hmm. know, from the autograph hall to the lines to all this stuff. It's like they didn't really have a plan of action beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll just pass out the wristbands, and that'll be cool. Like, the idea that they couldn't take the cart with the wristbands and go down the line and hand them out, mm-hmm. like, I understand is tedious, but that solves all of your problems because yeah. everyone's already in line. Yep. You know, it's just yeah. very, very strange. Right. It, um, it, I, yeah. I could not believe that when I heard that because I've been going to Celebration for so long that I've never in my life experienced something that sounded so insanely chaotic. And oh, it was. I felt so bad. I just want to say this. I felt so bad for the volunteers working there. And Same. here's my point of view on this situation. Uh, let's say this crazy, awful situation happens again at Celebration Chicago. I pray it doesn't. But if it does, obviously, everybody's going to be ticked off. But if you are ticked off, I think it's important to share your opinions with the people that are putting on this event so that they know what they need to improve on. Just you need to do that calmly and not aggressively. You can express that you're disappointed, but don't be a jerk. Um, And also do not ever yell or be mean to any of the volunteers because these people are not being paid to be there. They do Mm -hmm. not work directly for Read Pop. They do not work directly for Lucasfilm and they have no idea what's going on. They're literally just regurgitating what they've been told to tell guests. 100%. And they are not at fault for any sort of disorganization because they are not the ones who organize the show. The people who organize the show are at fault because they didn't think everything through. And I've seen so many Mm -hmm. people get nasty with the volunteers at these shows. And I'm just like, okay. (laughs) Like, they they know as much as we do. You literally cannot do that. And it's fine to ask questions, but just know that if they don't have an answer for you, it's not their fault. If they don't know, they don't know. They like, like you just said, Brian, they know as much as you do. So yep. um, I just wanted to say that because I saw some people in 2017 at Celebration Orlando getting like aggressive with volunteers. And I was just like, these people are not even getting paid to be here. Like they're literally just here to be helpful and they're giving I their agree. time away for free, which is valuable. So you're right. Uh, I should <laughs> I should clarify the people we were aggressive with were people cutting in line. Right, not volunteers. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. They they don't they don't know, and that's part of the problem. Is 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 what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that the convention people that were running it didn't have a plan, and then 
didn't have a plan to convey to the people who are trying to, you know, kind of mesh with this crowd of thousands of people who are sleep deprived and have been waiting for, you know, 20 hours to mm-hmm. get into a panel. Uh, and then some of them didn't even get into the panel. Yeah. It's like that, that was in, uh, that was a problem that from my inexperience mm-hmm. seemed like it could be solved very easily. Yeah. Um, it's just very strange. I'm interested to see how they organize everything in Chicago because the convention center there is pretty large and the arena that's attached to the convention center is a sporting arena. So it's, it's able to accommodate a ton of people. I don't, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on this, but I don't think there's ever been a celebration hosted with an arena of that size, which is a good thing because then they can fit in more people. Um, And a celebration has stated before in comments on their official social media that they are coming up with some sort of technology to make the line situation stress-free and easy for everyone to get in and out of. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I was going to say like, here's our tips on what to do when you're waiting in line. But honestly, I don't want to do that yet because I'm hoping that they will announce something that will kind of alleviate a lot of these issues. Um, yeah, but you know they've let us down in the past, so just be prepared. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's just shocking at how many times they've had this event, and uh, since 2015, it's been a massive event because of the Disney buyout, and they are still having issues organizing it. So, my advice is just um, to really go with the flow. I've been at Celebration before where I've been so severely disappointed, and it ruined my entire mood for the day. And I really wish I hadn't been that impacted by the disappointment. Um, you know, like not getting in panels and stuff is just a huge bummer if that's been your first priority. But my advice is to just really go with the flow. Do what you can to prioritize what you want to do at the convention. And if it doesn't work out, don't let it get to you too much. Just take a break. Go back to your hotel room. Drink a cup of coffee or just like eat a sandwich you know, take a nice 15 to 20 minute break and then go back and enjoy your time. Cause I think it's really easy to get so fixated on, you know, saying, Hey, I want to do this at celebration. And then if it doesn't work out, it can just be such a bummer, but there's so many other things at that convention that you can do that, you know, don't involve waiting in crazy lines. I mean, I think walking the exhibit hall floor is one of the coolest things. Cause there's like so much cool merchandise and so many neat photo ops and you run into friends along the way. And that's usually a pretty stress-free situation. So, um, just don't let it get to you too much. Yep. Um, that's true. Yeah. I, I'm really excited for this celebration because I think it's just, there's going to be so much, news announced i mean we still don't know hardly anything about episode nine we don't have a title we don't have a trailer um no we don't have any sort of footage from the mandalorian we don't really know anything else about the clone wars that was announced to come back we don't know anything about the cassian show and there's another season of resistance coming it's just i think we're going to be bombarded with news in the best way to where we're just so exhilarated it's oh yes awesome and to be there is going to be awesome to like experience that with so many other people that are excited Um, i agree but i feel like we're in this weird limbo right now because the schedule as of today hasn't been announced and i'm just like we need to know what's happening um but i think once they announce the schedule it's going to be really exciting to start planning like what exactly we want to do at the convention um but it's a little different this year, so 
uh, if you didn't already know, Thursday of the convention is the first day. And that day, they're not doing any programming, like no panels, no scheduled events. It's just a shopping day that starts at 1 p.m. and ends at 8 p.m., I believe. And then um, Friday through Monday will be like the kind of like the regular four days of past celebrations. Um, And I'm kind of glad they're doing the half day shopping day thing because it kind of eases you into it and you will have more time that day to really just catch up with your friends and relax and enjoy everything. And then the next day you can be like, all right, it's go time. Let's get into this Clone Wars panel. So yeah, I hear you. (laughs) Kind of glad they're doing that. It's just going to be a really exhausting five days. I know. I'm excited. Um, I think I want to announce our meetup. Oh, yeah? Guys, we're doing a meetup again. We're doing a meetup doing a meet again. Up. And whoop, whoop. it is most likely going to be, and I'm, I'm saying most likely because I want to double confirm this after the schedule is released. But Sweet. Um, right now it's looking like we will have our meetup on Friday night after the convention closes. The convention closes at 7 p.m. So I'm hoping to have our meetup maybe around 7.30. So everybody has a little bit of time to just chill, grab a bite to eat real quick if they need to, come over and hang out with us. Um, and it will also most likely be in the lobby of the Marriott Hotel, which is connected to the convention center. So you can walk right over after the convention closes and hang out with us in the lobby of the Marriott. Um, but we will double confirm this and like announce it officially on our social media. Once the schedule comes out, I just, um, I want to get it out there so that if you are already making plans for your celebration, you can put this on your calendar and say, Dorky Diva meetup. 730. Yeah. Friday night at the Marriott. Um, yeah, it's going to be the best. Oh, we're going to have some really cool merchandise to give away. Yeah. I'm very excited about that. Uh, it's just going to be a really fun time. I think having our Dorky Diva meetup from 2017 was my highlight of that celebration. Like, number one highlight. It was amazing. So I'm really excited for this year's. But, um, yeah. Um, I also wrote two different blogs on the dorkydiva.com that kind of give advice to first-time celebration goers as far as what you should expect and what you should pack. So if you're interested in that, you can just check that out on my website. Um, We've kind of talked about some of these tips in the past, and we mentioned some of them on the show today. Um, But I think packing for celebration is kind of tough if you have never been to a convention or have never been to a celebration. So if you yep. go on there, you can kind of see like what you should and shouldn't bring. Um, but I think my most important piece of advice is to wear comfortable shoes. Like that's a good one. Wear comfortable shoes. Um, what Brian, is there anything that you want to share that you learn from celebration Orlando that you wish you could have done differently? Um, not really. I mean, it's it's a dumb answer, probably <laughs> not really, because I I like overly prepared everything that I was going to do ahead of time. Like, I guess make a plan is the best thing that I did uh, at at the last celebration because panels to me are the best thing. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I go. Like the merch is cool, uh, the autographs are really cool, but panels are where it's at for me. Um, so I. When the when the schedule comes out, it, like you said, it's really hard to do it now because they don't have the panel schedule up yet. So you don't know what you want to see on what day and mm-hmm. then what you're going to have to do to get into those panels as far as when to line up and whatnot. Um, so just plan and prioritize. Um, 
I guess, is the biggest thing because you're not going to be able to see everything just for the sheer size and amount of programming there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't been to McCormick Place, but even in Orlando, like the convention center is pretty big. Yeah. So like if you, it's very unlikely that you'll be able to go to a panel back to back if it's across the convention center. Right. Because while you're in the one panel, the other panel is going to start lining up halfway through. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of choices you got to make at Celebration. I would also say if there's a really big panel at the same time as a smaller, like, fan-hosted panel, um, if you're not super concerned about being in that big panel when it's happening, maybe skip it and watch it later on the Star Wars show feed on YouTube because they don't film fan panels and if you miss a fan panel you are truly missing it forever unless a fan is there filming it which sometimes is rare um whereas like the really big panels like the episode nine panel if there's a clone wars panel if there's a mandalorian panel those panels will be filmed by starwars.com and it will be on youtube and it will be on the star wars show feed um and there were a couple panels i missed in past years that were hosted by fans and after celebration i really regretted going to bigger panels instead of those smaller ones because i was like a i invested all this time to go to a big panel and i was just so exhausted while i was in there that i couldn't even fully enjoy it because i was just so tired from being in line all night and then also it's like i could have just watched that panel on youtube the next day or even the same day um and i missed out on something that was being put on by fans um and i'll never be able to see again so just keep that in mind. If you see yep. something that's being hosted by a fan, just consider like this is my one shot to see this. Whereas you can watch the episode nine panel all the time online after celebrations over. Um, that's true. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've learned in past celebrations that I want to like share with you guys. Um, just go read that blog post. Go read that <laughs> blog post. Um, I think the most important thing is to really pace yourself. Like, I think I told Brian this one time um, at Celebration London, I was so jet lagged and sleep deprived from uh, not only the flight, but also waiting in line overnight for the Rogue One panel (laughs) that I was so emotional the next day. And they had like an Ahsoka Lives meetup at the Star Wars show. And Like, they had a bunch of girls and guys on stage to celebrate Ahsoka. And once the cameras were off, I was, like, walking off the stage. And I was so emotional about Ahsoka and just being (laughs) sleep-deprived that I burst into tears. (laughs) And I cried in front of the entire Star Wars show crew. And even Andy Andy Gutierrez was like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? What happened? And I was like... I'm just really tired. It was like the most <laughs> embarrassing thing of my life. And hopefully she doesn't remember that. But uh, I definitely oh, cried she when she gave me a hug because I was just so tired. Don't do that. Let yourself get sleep. <laughs> sleep in if you need to. Eat. Um, take care of yourself because you don't want to look like a fool in front of these people <laughs> like I did. <laughs> or go my way and realize that you're going to be a fool regardless. And sleep is for the week. Let's do this. Woo! At least we have really different opinions on this stuff and people can I mean, take it or leave the it. Show, they can choose it? their side. <laughs> choose your destiny. Do you want to cry exactly. in front of everyone and be proud of it? Or do you want to cry in front of everyone and be ashamed? <laughs> it's the first one, right, guys? It's the first one. 
just do it. And then you can be like, oh, I was in the same room as these people. <laughs> Crying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I've cried at Celebration in a good way. Like, I cried during the Force Awakens panel, and that was totally worth a really good cry. Um, but I've, I've also... screamed really loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Liam Neeson sent in a video at the 40th panel, and I was <laughs> Can not you replicate it. that scream? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was uh, shrill. Yeah. Um, higher than I thought I could get, which was surprising. Mm. And there was water in my eyes, which was weird. Huh. Uh, but yeah, that was the thing. Hmm, that's great. You never, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, I'm excited. There's going to be a Phantom Menace anniversary panel on Monday of Celebration. I know. Chicago, and I think that's going to be a big, like... I'll be there. And if I have to sleep overnight on the concrete, you better believe I will. Yeah. Just putting that out there. Who's with me? Why is it quiet? <laughs> See, this is the service that the Dorky Diva provides. We have both sides of the coin. You know, it's like it, where if one if both of us were like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Then you don't have a Dorky Diva presence in yeah. that line. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But. I'm here for you guys, all right? I didn't for say the I'm not. I, I have to see when I get there. <laughs> yeah. For, for <laughs> I've the, been for convinced the smarter before, people. Like, I think it was actually for the Force Awakens panel. I was like, I'm not waiting overnight for that. I'm not waiting overnight for that. Of course I did. <laughs> of course I did. And I've done that every year. I'm like, I'm not waiting in line. I'm not waiting in line. And then, uh, you know, the night of, I'm like, I have to go. I'm going to miss out on everything. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, I'll be there. But right now yeah. I have to play the card like, oh, I'm not going to wait in line for that. <laughs> exactly. <You're> like, <laughs> I have to play the reasonable one. I that already texted my, my mom and I role. was like, mom, let's just have a really chill celebration this year. Like, let's not wait in the overnight lines. What does that let's even just like mean? really take our time and just like not exhaust ourselves. And she was like, oh, I love that idea. And then secretly inside myself, I was like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> what? I don't even know what that means. Let's have um, a really chill celebration. What? Let me tell Savannah. you this too. So um, at Celebration Anaheim where the Force Awakens panel happened and the trailer came out and all that crazy stuff happened, um, yep. I didn't get a wink of sleep in that overnight line because I did not think I was going to wait in the overnight line. So I didn't have like a little roll up mattress. I didn't have a sleeping bag. I didn't have anything comfortable to lay on. I didn't have, I was not prepared. Yep. Um, And I was so like energized the next day and so excited in this panel that after the panel I went back to the hotel room to take a 30 minute nap I was asleep for eight hours like eight hours and I was like oh my god I missed everything um and I don't want that to happen that's why I'm saying like I sometimes I need to take it chill because I've missed out on stuff because I go too hard in the beginning and exhaust (laughs) myself see the problem was you didn't have a buddy there yeah, well, you gotta be like half hour. Wake me up. I also didn't know about caffeine pills that year, and I have discovered uh, caffeine pill. I discovered caffeine pills uh, for Star Wars Celebration London, and mm, love me some caffeine pills because <laughs> 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 uh, there's not always coffee stands open at three in the morning near the convention center, and once you're locked into that line, you can't leave and get coffee. But you know what you can do? You can reach into your backpack and grab some caffeine pills. That's true. So that is an option. Yeah. I didn't put that in my blog post, so that's a little piece of info for you guys <laughs> listening to the Turkey Diva show. <laughs> that's that's a little Exclusive. insider. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got any caffeine pills? <laughs> yeah, if you need caffeine pills, just find me. Um that sounds really exactly. wrong. Um, like the, the we're now dealers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The password is Rancor. <laughs> Why are you giving away all of our passwords? Because they need you can't just be handing out caffeine pills. <laughs> they gotta be one of our own. 
You know what I mean? But you use that password in one of our Patreon episodes, Brett. No, there's more to it. Oh, okay. To okay, get okay, into okay, the Patreon. Okay. Remember the other okay. thing? And then Don't talk the about other it. thing. It's like Fight Club. Remember there's like <laughs> it's like Fight Club. Exactly. <laughs> except it's except it's passwords. It's see the actually, you know what? Makes a lot of sense. Didn't even plan it this way. The Patreon one is way more involved yeah. of a password. Yeah. There's multiple levels. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if you just want a caffeine pill, Rancor and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is services we just we provide yeah. the Dorky Diva Show is here for you guys. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think that's all we have for today. Yeah. All right. I think we'll talk Sweet. about celebration more um, once the schedules release because I, I mean, we don't have a schedule. So um, and that's once, true. Once they announce how the line system is going to go, we can talk about that a lot more and talk about our expectations for it. Um, yep. But yeah. Did you get any prints? Oh, I did. Yeah. Art prints went on sale yesterday. I bought the Wolf Pack. It was called Pack Hunt print by Chris D. Um, and I'm really excited about it. And I think there's more prints that I want to order. But I was waiting yesterday to see if any big guests were announced that I would want to meet. So I was trying to like mentally budget. Um, and there yep. wasn't anybody announced that I like have to meet. So uh, I'll probably be ordering more art today before it sells out. Sweet. What'd you get? I got two pieces. I got the Heart of the Rebellion by Darren Tan. It's amazing. It's a bunch of creatures, which, come on, guys. How many <laughs> times I got to say it? <laughs> creatures is my thing. And uh, it's a really, really cool piece. And then I went down the rabbit hole of Darren Tan. And he's amazing. He may be one of my new... I think he might be my new favorite artist. Yeah. Um, He is the official artist for, like, the Force of Destiny cards. I didn't know and that. And the... Yeah, Edge of the Empire. Oh. Like, all those things. That's all him. Wow. And I know. He has this piece, uh, and it's, like, Jedi from, you know, thousands of years ago before they had lightsabers, and they were using, like, swords and stuff, and they're training outside a temple, and it's so cool. And there's another one where it's, like, a Keldor... Uh, which is Plo Koon's species, and then this other woman, and they're Jedi, and they're fighting these like snow wolves. It's really cool. So check out Darren Tan. So I got that, and then I also got the uh, Chris Travis piece with um, uh, Lando and Han. It's called Scoundrels Reunion. It's mm-hmm. really good. I got that. I got that as well. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. Put it up on my wall. I want that piece with Lando and Han too, but there's also like four other pieces I want. So I'm just trying to pace myself. But the problem now is that um, I have quite a bit of wall space in my house, whereas last celebration I was about to move into a very, very, very tiny apartment. And so yep. uh, I think I only bought one art piece because I was like, well, that's all I can fit in here. Um, and now I'm just like, I have so much wall space to fill up. And I'm also <laughs> like, oh, my God, I want to spend so much money on art. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Bit already there. Could be <laughs> could be worse, though. So not going to complain. That is true. Could always be way worse. Yeah. Um, I'm just really excited. I think this year is going to be the most action-packed year for star wars i mean there's just like so much oh 100 percent celebration like nine different things (laughs) yeah celebration galaxy's edge you know episode nine um mandalorian more resistance hopefully the clone wars this year i don't know now i'm starting to think the clone wars is coming out next spring but i'm not sure oh i hope it's next or i hope it's not next spring i can't wait that long yeah (laughs) we'll find out um but yeah brian where can people find you online People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Also, check out uh, the Interesting Podcast. 
It is on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, anywhere you can listen to stuff. I'm hoping it's there. <laughs> uh, check that out. Um, had a lot of really, really cool guests on there. Um, being that we've said creatures a hundred times, I've had a lot of creature performers there. And if you want to know the people behind the masks and, and some really cool uh, stories about that, check out the interesting podcast. Um, on Jedi Brian on Patreon, there's exclusive shows there. Uh, specifically the hype show, uh, featuring my uh, lovely co-host here talking about Kathleen Kennedy for two and a half hours. So if you need that in your life, I got you, man. Who doesn't and need I that? And I think life? that's what I said. <laughs> you know, uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I think sounds so. about right. Sounds about yeah. right. Um, yeah. You can find me everywhere at the Dorky Diva. Uh, my website is thedorkydiva.com, and that's where you can find those two celebration-related blogs that I talked about. And I've blogged about celebration for a few years now, so if you just search celebration on my website, you'll probably find even more information than I mentioned today. Um, so you can do that. And we are making our way through our Patreon-exclusive series for the Darth Vader comic series the 2017 yes um it's been a little slow because i've been a little busy lately but um it's been really fun so if you are a patron over there you will get access to that comic series um discussion and it's um it's amazing because it really adds a lot more appreciation for me to darth vader's character same and i'm really excited now to read more star wars comics in the future so if you're interested in kind of diving into star wars comics for the first time you should join us because brian's a big comics fan but i'm typically not a comic reader and this has been really fun for me to kind of just do that you know and talk about it on the show and all of my reactions on the show are fresh because i read the comic book right before we record and brian has already read the entire series so he's like you know, evilly laughing in the corner about all my expectations yeah. <laughs> about what's going to happen. So it's really, it's been really fun. It's been really fun. Um, so you can check that out at patreon.com slash the dorky diva. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at dorky diva show at gmail.com or tweet us at dorky diva show on Twitter. Um, if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that. And I want to thank all of our amazing patrons. Those people are Anthony, Ben, Brian, Brandon, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Jen Marie, Jim, Kristen, Michael, Samir, Cherie, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all so much Thank for your support. Thank you. We really appreciate appreciate you guys. And we really appreciate you. These guys are really the ones that are bringing such awesome Dorky Diva Show merchandise to celebration. That's true. Um, so they will be getting everything that we're making um, because they're the ones really helping make this happen and we really 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 appreciate them so thank you everyone thank you um we'll be back in two weeks to actually talk about the clone wars again <laughs> since we yeah. took a little break <laughs> i was just so excited to talk about galaxy's edge and talk about celebration um so we'll get back to our clone Wars show and hopefully you've been enjoying those and uh the next one we do will be our last one so sweet crazy and then we're gonna move into rebels post celebration yes i said it. yes woo! Right we here. did it so, so excited. That'll be fun. Um, and until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. <laughs>